And a very good morning to you, Peter. How are you? Happy Friday. Fantastic, Sylvana, and good morning to you and to the listeners. Yes, magnificent Friday morning. Uh-huh. Um, good to be back in Cape Town. I had a fantastic week in uh, Mozambique, but uh, nice to be back home, I have to say. Fantastic. Uh, is, uh, marginally better. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the taxi strike has been resolved. Everyone seems to be getting back to normal. Mm. Load shedding is at the minimum these days, so... It's all looking rosy going forward. Definitely. Now, today we are going to be talking about something that appeals to me, Pinot Noir. Mm, Absolutely love it. There's no other way I could say it. It's uh, the French in me, you know. (laughs) Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, it's international. It's World (laughs) Pinot Noir Day today. So so it's definitely the day to be coughing. It's the perfect weather for it as well. Mm. Um, and, And I must admit, it's actually, it's probably my favorite red wine. Yes. Uh, Pinot Noir. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. We we have great expressions of it here in, in, in South Africa, particularly in the Western Cape. Um, probably most notorious valley for it is um, is the Hill and Odd Valley just outside mm. of Hermanus, yes. where they, they certainly make some, some really interesting, I think, some of the best um, in the world, funnily enough. You know, it's, it's a Pinot Noir is a, is a grape that's is grown uh, widely, obviously in France, but also in uh, in the states, in 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 regions like Oregon. Mm-hmm. But it's also um, very popular in uh, New Zealand. New Zealand do very very good uh, Pinot Noir as well. It's it's kind of it's kind of the the wine that that, that likes cooler regions, cooler climates. Yes. So cooler valleys, uh, valleys and, and regions that are close to the sea, they get a nice sort of cool breeze, so that they. They don't have these massive summers like the Swartland where it goes up to mm-hmm. you know 38, 40 degrees. So it's relatively cool summers, and that's where the grapes the grapes thrive. Interesting enough, the, the name itself comes from from basically means uh, pine black. Yes. So so the, the the Pinot comes from the from the fact that the, the bunches of grapes are very tightly packed and they resemble resemble pine cones. Yes. And that's where the name comes from. That's how the name got its it, its actual it, it, where, where it comes from. So I think looking at the Pinots that we have in this country, and again Walker the the Hillborn Arden Valley, the, the the best there, the, probably the biggest names are, are uh, Hamilton Russell. Uh, Bouchard Finlayson, you've got uh, some new and interesting ones like uh, Tesla's Dahl. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, I think my favorite is probably, is not probably, it certainly is, and that's the Newton Johnson. Um, Magnificent uh, winery. You've got a great restaurant on it, actually, that overlooks the entire valley. Mm -hmm. Really well worth the visit. If you you manage to, if you you fancy a nice drive out with an afternoon or or, or for a weekend, the Hill and Arm Valley is fantastic. I mean, it's what it's an hour and a half from Cape Town. Wow. You know, there's plenty of accommodation in Hermanus. There's tons of B&Bs and guest houses. And so there is this kind of accommodation for everyone in that neck of the woods, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever suits your pocket. And to spend the day going all the way up, um, you know, the, that valley is just magnificent. You can literally stop all along the way and drink some of the finest wines you're ever likely to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Elgin. Elgin is also a, 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 a region known very much for Sauvignon Blancs, but also some, some serious Pinot Noirs up in, in mm-hmm. Elgin. Um, it's actually interesting because if you look at if you look at the, 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 the what is supposed to be the best and most expensive wine in the world is a Pinot Noir from Burgundy, and it's uh, Romney Conti. Yes. And to give you an idea of the kind of prices you can expect to pay if you find yourself a bottle of Romney Conti, I just did some research this morning. Uh-huh. Um, so so to, to give you an idea of a, a, a good 
Um, South African Pinot Noir is likely to cost you anywhere between a sort of young one, maybe four or five years old, in the region of between 500 and 1500 rand okay. is what Pinot Noir will cost you. Mm. If you were to purchase a Romani Conti at 2014, okay, it's a nine-year-old wine. Yes. You're looking at about mm, close to 70,000 rand. Oh, my gosh. So this is quite a, it's quite a seismic jump. Yes. From, 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 from the, look, it's, it's, it's considered the finest wine in the world. It's, mm. it's the most revered that and Chateau Kim yes. are, are probably the two most famous and, and hence, hence the most expensive. Mm-hmm. But for me, the most important thing is obviously what do you eat with Pinot Noir? Yes, exactly. That's where it starts to get interesting because because obviously it's it's not about just drinking; it's also about what do you have with it. And it's a, it really is quite a, a versatile versatile one because it's it's a great food wine because it's not generally not very alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you usually find the alcohol content of Pinots around about twelve percent. So you know, when you go into some of the bigger reds. From Stellenbosch and and from Paul, you're looking to almost fifteen percent uh, alcohol. Whereas with Pinot, is is relatively light, so it's, it's a far more uh, elegant wine. You know, yes. it, they're not necessarily those full full bodied, robust wines that you expect. Those big reds from the hot time. So they're a far. I'm, I'm, I hesitate to say lighter, but I suppose they're more elegant. Is, is probably the word that would best describe mm-hmm. best describe Pinots. Is that, is that elegance? They're, they're, they're more perfumed, they're more fragrant. And so the, the, the food that goes with it is, reflects that. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing I ever think of when I, when I think of Pinot Noir is, is mushrooms. So anything with mushrooms, whether it's uh, a mushroom pasta, whether it's a wild mushrooms uh, risotto, or even mushrooms on a pizza. Um, Pinot Noir is anything with mushrooms and Pinot Noir is mm. it's a, it's a fantastic. It's almost that kind of earthiness of the mushrooms. Yes. Really, peanut. The other thing that works really, really well is pork. So pork is a, is, a, is obviously a lighter meat. A good portion of barbecued spare ribs and pinot is probably a match made in heaven. You know, it, it, it'll take on a little bit of spice, but it's that it's it's the, it's the richness of pork that has that kind of that it's it's not quite red meat, but it has that same kind of mouthfeel to red meat, but it isn't quite as it isn't quite as as, as flavorful. Mm-hmm. So pork dishes work really really well with um, with um, uh, pinot. Um, another thing which I like to comment is is goat cheese, goat cheese and and beetroot. Beetroot yes. again is, is very similar sort of profile to to mushrooms, and it's got that intrinsic earthiness, and that earthiness works really well with with, with pinot. So mm-hmm. a combination of something like a beetroot and goat cheese salad is the perfect the perfect sort of salad. And of course, this kind of weather now that we're having winter, this kind of even do a warm dish of roasted beetroot. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a little a little thing of uh, a nice slice of like a ciabatta toasted smeared with with um with goat cheese and then you roast the beetroot off in the oven and plonk little chunks of roasted goat uh, Mm -hmm. beetroot on top of your of your goat cheese your hot goat cheese toast that with a glass of pinot will work an absolute treat um i mentioned pizza uh, with mushrooms the other thing that really works quite nicely is pepperoni or Mm -hmm. salami those kind of cooked salami those kind of cooked cured meats particularly on pizza with the cheese Really, really work well with Pinot Noir. Excellent, excellent combination. Um, um, Turkey is another one. You know, Turkey, obviously, Christmas time is, mm. is, will be upon us soon. And that, if you want to serve a red wine with your Christmas lunch, then, yes. then, then a, a Pinot is definitely the thing to pair with a roast turkey. Again, 
that turkey is a little bit richer than the chicken was. It's it's there's, there's, there's more meatiness to it, particularly the dark meat, and and that sort of the elegant the elegance from a, from good pinot works really really well with uh, with turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, lamb chops are, are an interesting one. Um, it's 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 and it, this comes back to a combination I saw often when when I, I did some work in. In, in New Zealand, in Auckland, mm-hmm. and that was a pairing I saw quite, quite regularly. You know, obviously in, in New Zealand they, they they farm a lot of sheep, so there's lamb everywhere and it's yes. on every menu. Mm-hmm. But I noticed there was a number of com- restaurants that paired the Pinot, their local Pinot Noir, with with lamb, particularly lamb chops. And that for me is something I've tried on the fire a couple of times. And it works really well. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest though. Yeah. You know, it's if, if you like the wine. You will force it to pair with just about anything. <laughs> you, know, you can convince yourself yeah. that whatever you have in your plate works with what's in your glass. <laughs> but it's it's but it's also true of a lot of wines. You know, it's it's always one of those funny things. People always say, "Oh, you know, getting the pairing right is so important." And I, mm. I sometimes think we, we take it a little bit too far. And it, you know, as long as you're enjoying what's on your plate, what's in your glass, then the pairing works. Absolutely, you know, don't overthink it. You know, there, there, there's no question that there are certain pairings that sort of enhance the experience that make mm-hmm. the wine and the food taste better. So so if you're if you're looking into that kind of pairing exercise, then look at the kind of ingredients that I've mentioned. But yes. to, to be honest, you know, don't be too precious about it. That, well, no, no, you know, ooh, we, we should never be serving, you know, if we're having fish, we must be having white wine. There's no reason why you can't drink a good full-bodied glass of red wine with mm-hmm. with, with some hake or, or grilled salmon dish. You know, so it, it's the only thing that I find um, where, where I kind of have a, a tendency to deviate from purists. Everyone seems to like uh, a Pinot Noirs that are slightly chilled. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, unless it's a hot summer's day, I'm, I'm not a big fan of chilled Pinot Noirs. I, I think it, it, that, I don't know where it comes from or what, what, mm-hmm. whether it's just a trendy kind of thing to do or thinking behind it. For me, the, the thing with anything that's cold is it inhibits the flavor because mm. the, the actual, that, that lovely, the flavor components don't get released from the wine. It's, it's the same as if you drink a glass of white wine, it's too cold. That's you know, true. You know, it's, uh, everyone says you've got to drink something about ice cold. If you mm. drink ice cold, something about start drinking battery acid. All you get is the acid, you don't get any of the yes. formal notes. And those notes only come through as the warm stops, the wine stops to warm up a little. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's the same with Pinot. I think a room temperature Pinot is far more flavorsome than, than one that's been slightly chilled. And again, I think, of course, you know, in the heat of the summer when it's getting ferocious out there, then by all means stick your Pinot in a bucket of ice for mm-hmm. 15 minutes before you open it. That's, that makes perfect sense. Definitely. I, I agree with you. I also do the room temperature because then you can really enjoy those flavors, you know. I agree completely. I think it opens up in the glass far better. You know, it's, it's always one of those things people say, well, leave it in the glass, let it mm. open up. Well, yeah, because it's going to come up to temperature. And as it does, that opens up. If it's at the right temperature, it's going to keep getting better. And that's the beauty of, of, of especially some of the world-crafted um, Pinots from from, from Yen and Valley. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite interesting where you, you, if you pour it at the beginning of the meal and you leave, you know, the, the interesting, because my problem is trying to leave wine in the glass. It's always a problem mm-hmm. in itself. I, I never leave it in, in, it's never in the glass long enough to develop. It always just gets cold. Yes. <laughs> um, but an interesting interesting thing to do with the, with the good wine, and it's the same as red, uh, any of the reds, is, is, to, is to pour a half a glass of wine and leave it on the table and don't mm-hmm. touch it. And then drink the glass you would normally drink and then revert back to that glass you poured right at the very beginning of the meal and drink that glass and see the difference of how the wine has opened up, how the wine has changed in the 
40 minutes you've been sitting at the, at the dinner table you'd be amazed how that wine evolves so this is often the why people say that you know it's best to it's best to decant good wines mm -hmm. uh, but then then you've got to be careful everyone thinks the older the wine it must be decanted i i have a tendency to find that you know if you, if you get something that's too old if you expose it to air too quickly then it'll it'll get old very fast i i have a tendency to find that the, the wines that need the best duration are the younger ones. Mm -hmm. You know, there's ones that really will develop well at the grass. So it's an interesting experiment. If you can, restrain yourself to leave that half a glass till the end of the meal and see how the wine is developed. It's an interesting experiment. Mm, I'm loving the sound of that. Well, Peter, thank you so much for uh, all those tips and ideas. I definitely am going to indulge into some red wine sometime over this weekend. What about you? What are you up to? Oh yes, I think so. Well, there's it's it's the markets are on the weekend, so that I have that to attend to. Obviously, there's there's rugby tomorrow afternoon, so mm -hmm. we won't be missing the rugby. In fact, funny enough, rugby plays really really well with Pinot. Funny enough, mm. so I think maybe an excuse to to, to open a bottle there. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be kind of chilled weekends, nice relaxed. Uh, I said I've been working flat out for the last two mm -hmm. weeks, so. I'm, I'm relishing the fact that I'm not. And, and just to put it out there to listeners, if anyone has, happens to have um, a bottle of Romy Conti laying around that they, they're they looking for someone to share it with, uh -huh. uh, my number is 555 <laughs> Oh, goodness, love that. <laughs> well, Peter, you have a fantastic weekend, and you and I will catch up same time next week. We will indeed, and to the listeners, until we meet again, may the source be ready. Bye. See you. Bye.